Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And we are here at minute seven of Fright Night. It begins with Amy being upset and ends with Amy being brokenhearted. Do we get a response to the question? No. There's no response to the question, do you want to make love or not? Which I would say no response is is a response. It's a no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And if there's a reason to turn someone down for sex, I think it's definitely seeing some strange shit out your window. It's weird. It's two guys carrying a coffin, and one of them seems to be carrying it (laughs) one-handed as they're lowering the coffin into the storm cellar next door. Hashtag I'm with Charlie. (laughs) I tried seeing this from uh, both sides of the the argument. I mean, like, yeah, Charlie is kind of a jerk for ignoring his girlfriend. But, like, doesn't Amy just see that he's staring at something? Something is capturing? No, I don't know. I think she's pretty wrapped up in the fact that after being pestered for the last couple months or year or whatever of dating Charlie, she's, she's trying to prepare herself. And she's not really watching Charlie straight ahead is the television. So some of the things he's saying, it's kind of like mingling with the TV and it's just pissing her off. Yeah. It's embarrassing her. It's yeah. So yeah, they're both right in this situation. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like he's going to just see two guys carrying a coffin outside and be like, oh, well, I have to go have sex now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe I'd I'd do that, but you know, you know, normal people, um, So yeah, Charlie's Charlie's definitely seeing some spooky stuff outside. There's nothing to call the police about. It it's just creepy, um, right? So she gathers her things and and heads to the door. And you know, I just kind of was thinking, like, does she storm out because like, without even asking about? Okay, what's the deal? Like, what what is the deal over? Th- what are you looking at? Is she just just gets so mad so quickly? And like, is she used to him putting her second? I mean, in the book, I hate to keep referring to the novelization because it is really not canon at all. But she goes into this whole tirade about how, like, why doesn't he date Peter Vincent, you know, and all his scary movies and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> in, in the movie, she just gathers her things and she's done. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I take it as just that. She was ready to finally give in. And then he, in some ways, rejected her. Mm. So she's totally angry and embarrassed and and uh, I don't know what she was thinking by putting that pink ribbon back in her hair again, because I, I really don't like it. But. <laughs> uh, I felt like uh, she's putting her army ba- her armor back on. The overalls are getting buckled on the way down the right. stairs. The chastity is returned. Which kind of moves us along in the minute. That's a crazy moment where she says, um, what's it, what does she say? Uh, First you want to make love and then you don't. <laughs> Yes. First you want to make love and then you don't. The camera pans, you know, the mom sitting in the living room. And Amy, Charlie. Yeah. The mom in this next scene is so single mom, busy. Uh They're probably having sex. That's fine. She doesn't care. Not at all like the household I grew up in. (laughs) Like, are you having a lover spat? Implying that 
you know, they're already lovers. Uh, it's really kind of funny. Like, it's just totally not what my experience was growing up as a kid. You know? uh, her name is uh, Judy Brewster. And I learned this from the script and I was thinking to myself, like, is her name ever used? And it actually is later on in the movie. So when Jerry comes over, maybe. Jerry calls her Judy. And the script says she's a young 40, pleasant looking and warm. Yeah, I like this actress. She's uh, Dorothy Fielding. Yeah. Dorothy had a lot of guest spots in TV shows and TV movies. Her latest one was in 1998, where she guested on Chicago Hope. And afterwards, she just drops off the radar. Like, hmm. I found like a forum where, you know, about that Fright Night documentary. They were trying to track her down. They don't know where the heck she went to. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, and you know, like the people in the forum were like, let her live her life. If she doesn't want to be found, she doesn't want to be found. She's just gone. Right. One thing uh, was interesting about her her IMDb, I noticed her first credit is uh, she was in Jaws. Really? Yeah. And her credit is like girl in music store. So I researched this and it, she actually isn't even in the movie. She is in a deleted scene, which you can find on YouTube. Just search Jaws music store scene. So this scene is after Quint gives his town hall speech. He leaves his town hall and goes across the street to the music store where there's Dorothy standing behind the counter. Um, This is 10 years before Fright Night. She's got long brown hair. She's looking good, Uh, (laughs) I thought. Or maybe she just stood out because I'm like, there's Charlie's mom. Um, Well, she's pretty. She's she's beautiful as Charlie's mom now that we're the same age. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, uh, a young 40. Hello, this is my dating age. Uh, I'm married. We're married. Um, no, we're not yeah. married. Individually, we're married. <laughs> so Quint goes in there and asks for a particular brand of piano wire. And she's like, why do you always get that? And he's like, fish choke on it. And so she goes and gets the wire. Meanwhile, this kid is standing there playing oboe, trying his best to play Ode to Joy. And he stands behind the kid and just starts harassing him. And it's it's such a crazy scene. I, I'm going to have to have you drop in the audio from it, uh, at least that part right here. Four spools of piano wire, number 12. Sure. What do those fish do? Eat that stuff? Well, they choke on it. Was Dorothy Fielding from Martha's Vineyard? Because I know most of the extras and a lot of the other people were just natives of the island when they filmed Jaws. I, I wonder if she was just a kid they, they brought in. They thought, you know, she was pretty or whatever and, and gave her some lines. Uh, yeah, I'm not really seeing any sort of where she comes from or anything. There's no like Wikipedia on her. Her bio is really short. It's like known for Fright Night and Kiss Me Goodbye and St. Elsewhere. It's... it's, uh. it's Nothing, you know. I think she's great in this movie, and I, I, she just kind of uh, jumps off the screen a little bit. It's just, I don't know, her, her face, she's got this little sparkle in her eye. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Um, so She likes boats. She loves boats. I, and, and that's, okay, so. <gasps> it ties back to Jaws. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
notes all over this goddamn living room. They're on the wall. There, there's a model one on the on the old floor model television set. This is making so much sense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, you've seen the deleted scene at this point. You know there's a young boy playing oboe. I'm just saying this could be that uh, Judy Brewster and young Charlie uh, lived on Amity Island. And she had a brief fling with uh, Quint, who was Charlie's dad. Charlie took up the oboe for a while. Quint harassed him, and he came by for, quote-unquote, fishing line. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, well, he had a a little run-in with a shark. And uh, they moved to uh, Rancho Corvallis in Iowa. And she's just never, she's, oh, she's honored him, you know, by putting the boats all over, you know. <laughs> right. This is Iowa. There's no oceans anywhere near Iowa, yet the place is decked out. And yeah. ships and nautical things. Looks like a captain's wheel, maybe, yes. or, a, or the steering wheel behind behind a chair. Um, but yeah, there, that's that's a mystery, and there's a mystery of there's just like no mention of a father at all. Yeah, there isn't. There's, there is no mention of Charlie's dad. If he left, if he died. Yeah, she's so she's having a night to herself. She's got the TV blaring. She's got a magazine in her lap. She's got a bowl of popcorn. She's painting her nails. I mean, we got plenty of excuses for her not to be focused on what her son is doing upstairs. <laughs> right. And maybe blocking out some of the noise that might be coming from upstairs. You know, I've had <laughs> friends, parents, my parents never, but I've had friends, parents be like, oh yeah, my parents just like ignored me, you know? You know, you had those cool kids' parents that you can go over and hang out with and they could just let anything get away. The very first night, I won't dox him. I won't name drop him here, but uh, you know him well. First night I went to his house, we were 17 years old, high as a kite. We had smoked pot on the way there. Whoa, you did drugs? I've done drugs. (laughs) And we walked inside and I was suddenly higher than I'd wanted to be. I'd never met his folks, never sitting on the couch. And I was so paranoid. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to do with meeting these adults for the first time. After like 10 or 15 minutes of conversation where I was going insane sitting on the couch next to these people, my my friend's mother busted out a packed bowl and sparked it up and passed it around. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> say i ever uh, uh smoked pot with any of my friend's parents but uh there were plenty of friends parents were just like yeah just tell your parents you're over here and do whatever yeah leave, <laughs> us, leave alone. us alone basically yeah <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Ju- Judy uh, calls them in. Amy seems to be very happy to talk to her, while Charlie is embarrassed and also distracted by what's going on outside. He goes to the window. So, Judy, I, I wrote, uh, Judy must really trust Charlie and Amy alone, or she is so invested in this relationship, as it seems, she is willing right. to risk maybe teenage pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she starts talking about a lover's spat, but she doesn't say, like, were you safe up there? (laughs) Right, right. So she says something about divorce rates are 76% more higher among couples that don't argue before marriage. And I pose to you this question. What kind of lunatic couple does not have one argument before getting married? (laughs) People who meet and get married the next day. Go crazy! 
Go stupid. Oh, 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 go crazy. Yeah. Go stupid. Uh. Uh, so, of course, this got me thinking about uh, divorce and looking up divorce stats. So, statistically, lack of commitment is the biggest reason for divorce, obviously. You know, if you're cheating on your spouse, it's it's it pretty much leads right to divorce. But uh, the second most is arguing a lot, according to statistics. Historically, uh, divorces were pretty low since the, they started, like, taking statistics in, like, the early 1900s. And uh, they only spiked once, and that was after World War II. Spiked once, at least early in the 1900s. Um, after World War II, you know, soldiers came home affected by the war. Kind of, you know, hard to live with each other. Also, like, women had more independence, you know, when their their husband was away for a few years, you know. Damn that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they took care of the home front. They think they're all uppity. So then divorces started going down again, and then they spiked again in the 70s. And that's when the no-fault divorce laws made divorce easier to obtain. Before the no-fault divorce laws, a spouse would have to have evidence of either abuse or infidelity to get a divorce. Like, right. otherwise, it, it would be really hard. And after the 70s, they could just say, oh, irreconcilable differences, and they just got it done. Um, but ever since the 70s, it's slowly decreased and kind of plateaued. I mean, even in 85 when this movie was made, it wasn't that that high as it was in the 70s. So I, I just think Judy is definitely divorced because she's so interested in divorce rates. And, you know, she comes off a little like man hungry later. It just doesn't make sense to me that she's widowed. With the boats all over their house, I just think this must be from her husband and she's just not redone the house. I don't know. Or maybe she was never married and, uh, you know, conceived Charlie on a boat trip. In the in the novelization, it does say she is divorced, but, you know, I don't want to count that. Um, I don't know. The whole divorce thing and the fact that she's so invested in Charlie and Amy, it does, if you think about it, kind of paint a sad picture, like... Maybe she just wants her son to settle down and get married with a good person like Amy and just you know have a happy life, not like the one that she has, which is just sad and <laughs> sitting around. And I don't know. I'd love to just sit around and eat popcorn and paint my nails. I mean, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. Isn't that what you do? Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so then Judy starts talking about playing poker with Amy's mother. And, uh, you know, and then I think, oh, maybe these two are like besties and they just love hanging out with each other so much. They're like, oh, we're going to get our kids married. I can see that. So uh, Amy says goodnight to Charlie's back, who is watching. Uh, we see he sees some shadows move past the curtains next door. And he he's just not even looking at her. He's like, good night. You know, <laughs> just just not a good look for Charlie. I mean, he could plead ignorance before. Like the shock of seeing two guys walk with a coffin is like, what the hell is going on out there? But now he is definitely like has no interest in just being polite, you know? Yeah, now he's being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's where the minute ends. So did you have anything else for this minute? Nope. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com and please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back tomorrow for another Fright Night Minute. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> <laughs> You're so